Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast, where we interview and get to know founders from all around the world and their personal story and how they uplifted themselves to success and sharing their personal strategies with you. Today, we are with Eliane Lipin, and she is a freedom business coach taking women from their vision and passion to making the income and impact that they want. And I'll hand it over to her to tell her, tell you guys a little bit more about herself. Yes. Thank you, Allison. Um, so my business, my coaching business got started a little less than a year ago. Um, I was in consulting. Um, I was doing social media consulting, um, social media marketing consulting, and um, I really wanted to do something that was a little bit more fulfilling. Um, I mean, my dream was to work location free and to have um, that freedom lifestyle. I mean, my biggest passion is travel. And so I really wanted to be able to um, take my work with me on the road, but also do it in a way that was very meaningful and brought a lot of purpose to my life. Um, so I decided to take my knowledge that I had from um, doing all these consulting, this consulting with startups, um, and to take it into my coaching. So I wanted to teach women to basically achieve what I have achieved um, to be able to work online, start a meaningful and profitable business online, um, do something that brings them joy every day and that empowers them um, to have an impact on the world. Um, like I was saying to Allison before, I really truly believe that the world can change with women that are empowered, um, not only, you know, emotionally and mentally, but physically in the financial sense of the world word. Um, so yeah, that was a mission. Um, it is a mission that's very important to me, um, to teach women to take their skills and their passion online and to be able to make a full-time income <laughs> from it. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Eliane. That's amazing. And what would you feel with what you're doing is the biggest challenges that has been coming up for your clients or within that something that you see that's repetitive with a challenge that comes up for your clients in the field that you're working with them in? Yes. So I work with heart-centered coaches, um, usually revolving around the wellness, like health and wellness space. And there is so much of that imposter syndrome feeling. Um, that is a huge thing. And, you know, um, I think it affects women a lot more. We have this like perfectionist side where we would like to have all the knowledge and to be, you know, we want to, you know, have achieved like this expert status even before we start. Um, or so those are excuses sometimes that we give ourselves uh, before actually going out there and, and putting in that like messy action and just doing instead of being at home planning and strategizing over and over and making a ton of lists <laughs> before actually like going out there. So imposter syndrome, I mean, it shows up in a different ways, but it's definitely a recurring theme. Um, just yesterday I was actually like DMing some people in my audience on Instagram. Um, and you know, some people that I've 
haven't spoken to at all, like new followers, and I'm asking them, what do they struggle with most? And engagement, like audience engagement comes up a lot. And funny thing, audience engagement is all, often a um, byproduct of you feeling like an imposter, because if you're not showing up enough, and you're not serving your clients um, enough, then you know people are not engaging back with you, right? Because you're not making those first steps towards them, especially as a new coach, right? We have to put ourselves out there to get that feedback. Um, and so that, you know, the root of that is often feeling like an imposter. Why aren't you putting yourself out there um, more than you are? Um, so yeah, it shows up in so many different ways. Um, it's really, really a huge, huge, like mindset uh, thing that I, 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 kind of like help my clients through like throughout the whole program throughout the whole 90 days that I work with them there's always that like new levels of imposter syndrome that we need to like knock out <laughs> it's like peeling off the onion layers okay there's one okay there's one no I'm scared again no there's one <laughs> yes exactly it's that it's it's, I feel like the onion thing is the best way <laughs> to visualize it. Yeah. <laughs> I, know I, I saw someone speak related to the, to coming up against our comfort zones and they had like glasses on and a hoodie and they took the glasses off. They're like, okay, now I'm, then the hoodie is like another layer and they kind of showed it in that way on stage of starting to and everybody, it was funny though, too, because they were like, whoa, take it off. It was a symbolism of now, oh, now I feel lighter. And now, like, my face is not covered or, or having a hat on or these, we don't realize how we're, we're covering up. We're, like, I was listening to an interview yesterday on a woman saying uh, she's really successful. And she's been struggling with weight, her weight. And I really resonated with that. It's like in the past two years, I put on some weight with entrepreneurship, was sitting down more. And she was saying, I wasn't fully showing up with having all my videos were like boobs up or breasts up. I was like, don't, don't go any lower than that. Like no pictures, no full length pictures. And she said once she got comfortable with saying, oh, I am going to have a full length picture she started attracting her more of her soulmate clients, more people in her network that were fully accepting of her. And then she cleaned out her feed of women that if she saw them, not that there's anything wrong with those women, but if she saw women that were maybe looking unhealthily thin, that she will unfollow them because it will reinforce it was. And surprisingly, she had like 600 and something women in her feed that were like that and that was only reinforcing her negativity or her negative self um, love and again not that there's anything wrong with being skinny or um, looking or like having clothes fit you easily right but some of us <laughs> are struggling or we may not feel that the clothes are fitting us the way that we want them to or we're just not like able to keep off weight and we're that is it also I feel like attributing to this imposter syndrome of I'm supposed to look like xyz and then people want to buy from me or when I get to x weight 
or when I go to the gym three times, then I'm going to love myself. When I X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, then, or like you said, when I get a master's, then I'm going to charge 1000 for this program. When I get this training, then I'm going to do this. If it's, women, I feel, are, we've, we've seen a lot of our clients will do that as well. It's like, how about now? How about we love ourselves right now with what we have? And I'll ask myself that in my, room, my morning routine every day is what can I do today with what I have to move the needle forward or to give myself more self-love, to love myself more, to feel more successful? That may look different every day. That might look like a two-hour nap some days <laughs> and other days that may look like I don't get off the computer all day. I even work till 9 p.m because I'm really into what I'm doing. Yeah. That, that's how I would move the needle forward that day. That may look like stopping everything, going for a walk. It, it, that's, that also moves the needle forward if that's what you need at that point to move around and stop everything and stop forcing it and let it go for the moment. And that's when ideas often flow in so what, what is your opinion? How is, is, are those some of the things that come up with your clients? Of when I yes. do X, then <laughs> I'll feel Y. <laughs> like, wait, what about now? <laughs> Definitely. There's so much of that comparis, comparisonitis, <laughs> as we <laughs> call it. Um, that definitely, because we keep hearing, you know, make six figures online mm -hmm. and how to have like the perfect morning routine. You know, you were talking about a morning routine and like, I feel like, you know, if people are talking about, well, you need to meditate in your morning routine or, and they think like, oh, well, I need to learn how to meditate to be successful. Or, you know, there's so much of that that happens. Whereas if we, um, you know, can block all of that out and really center ourselves, recenter our focus into like, what do I need right now? What do I need today to make, to show up as my best self, right? Okay. Um, and so that's, that's definitely like a key component that, I mean, we're constantly bombarded with so much information, so much, and everything is so visual and captivating. And so it's, so easy to compare ourselves and seeing like, oh, well, she's doing this or she's showing up this way with this type of energy, like on her Instagram, or maybe I should mimic that. And, you know, that will bring me success um, where it's like, it's the total opposite, right? So like one thing that I actually suggest when I start working and if I, with, with a client, and if I see that that is, seems to be an issue is I tell them to cut off like all notifications from Instagram. Um, and I don't want you to go look at anyone's stories. I mean, if you want to know like what your mom is doing and she posts on like, that's fine, but block everything else out. Don't post your, your stuff and like the rest, just leave it be, you know, stop looking at what other coaches are doing or, and really focus on what feels good for you. And then it's much easier to build a strategy upon that and using that person's intuition. Um, because, you know, it's not because this person is posting like five times a week that you need to be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that recentering and really <laughs> figuring out 
um, how to make your business work for you and your strengths is like, that's a game changer for sure. Super true. I've had women ask me to break down my morning routine for them. And I'm like, Hey, it's like, it changes every day. <laughs> like this morning I drove my daughter to work some morning. I mean, to her school, some mornings I don't drive her to school and I have a little bit more time to meditate this morning. I meditated for 15 minutes. Sometimes I have 45 minutes. I, you know, it just depends on the morning and they're like, well, but what do you meditate to? Like, what exactly do you tell yourself? What's that video? I need that video. Send me that video. I thought it's not the point here, ladies. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Yeah. It at our last live event, when I was on the speaker panel, some ladies said, well, which exact podcast am I supposed to listen to? Like, I need those names. Which guided meditation like, look, it's, it's actually, it's okay if you lay down and you, you learn affirmations or you tell yourself what you need in that moment. Your affirmations may change every day. What you need to hear may change from day to day. If you fall asleep in your meditation, that's okay too. <laughs> if it's only 10 minutes, that's better than zero. If it's 45, great. Like the, there needs also, I, I hear you saying that there needs to be a lot of flexibility within that structure. That we don't, we're not putting even more pressure on ourselves than the world is putting, than we feel like the world is putting on us. So, so that's been a limiting belief that I've needed to overcome, that uh, I am my worst critic. I'm going to be putting the most pressure on myself than anybody else. I'm going to push myself hard. So no matter what pressure an outside force may put on me, I'm putting more than them on myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's been, and that's been a truth for a lot of my life until I finally was like, hey, wait, I have some, I have some inner control over how much pressure I put on myself. What areas am I following through on and how can I still love myself when I don't perfectly follow through? How can I teach people in my life to still love me and give me critical or needed feedback without me feeling pressured and like wanting to wall off or cut off from them? How can I guide them? And hey, I appreciate you, you know, giving me your feedback. Right now, I'm already putting a lot of pressure on myself. Like right now, I already feel overwhelmed. Do you mind if we have this conversation in a few hours when I'm a little bit more calm about this topic yeah I'll be really open with them on the state that I'm in in that moment um, because more pressure is never good coming out <laughs> we don't need to throw fire at fire right <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think I often teach that I did uh, recently like a whole demonstration um about like on how to set goals the right way and to know exactly what to focus on um, in your business. And like that, what was a huge part, I think like half of my talk was on um, scheduling your self-care and how to have a flexible schedule. So yes, it's about setting those goals and you want them to be measurable and precise, but you also need to align with what you need like your your human needs <laughs> so it's not just about like building that business and achieving this and that like 
that's great and you will get there but first you need to put yourself in like a feel good state right so having that morning routine or knowing what your limits are and what your boundaries are like those are all things that help you achieve that feel good state and we definitely do our best work when we're in that state so like you know being in a high vibration like that's i mean you you're going to be so much more productive. Um, the quality of work that you're going to put out there is going to be so much better. And when you make those connections um, on social media, or you know, when you're reaching out to potential clients, or the way that you speak will be totally different. So, yes, goals. You know, all of that super important. But make sure that you're also listening to your tells and you know what you need in that moment. Um, and that comes with time too. So I was talking about like, you know, if I'm on a coaching call with a client and let's say we're doing some sort of intensive where we're doing like a three hour call, really like hashing out details about a strategy. Um, I know that after that call, I better not have anything else on my schedule. Like I need a full hour of just like my earphones on, listening to some music or, you know, like doing some stretches on the floor and just kind of like letting it all go. Because I know that that's something that although I love to do, um, it, it drains my energy it so much. So I'm like giving it all right. Like on those calls and I'm really being like creative and helping my client, um, to plan this out. And so, you know, it's better to know what, what to give yourself when, so that when you do show up, you're there like 1000%. I completely resonate. Completely agree. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a, uh, I definitely identify as a highly sensitive introvert. Um, so I, although I believe that we are, you know, the greatest resource to have online businesses, um, because we are wired in a way where we are very genuine and authentic, um, and people crave that connection and to have that trust, um, which is so needed like people want to buy from people like that when they when they resonate and they feel that through your message but that also means that um i need to be really careful about my boundaries right and i need to like learn so oftentimes i'll attract clients that are exactly the same way as me um so i do teach ways um in my program to like have people build a energy field, like a bubble around them and how to heal it when they don't respect their boundaries and to like always make sure that, you know, you're giving yourself what you need. I think that's, that's so crucial because as a one woman show, when you're just first starting out, you're going to be, <laughs> you're, you're going to be stretching yourself so thin and so if you want to build a sustainable business, you have to learn to slow down a little bit and to focus on the right things instead of trying to do all the things <laughs> and looking at what everyone else is doing and trying to like mimic that. True. I completely agree. I, I was wondering, so I've seen some people, they only share positive experiences or celebrations about their company. And 
I was wondering if that also you feel may add to the imposter syndrome of your clients that then if they do go online, you know, they only see the positives or the celebrations, which are great. Though how, what's your opinion about people showing up more authentically and talking about things that they're really vulnerable about? Do you think that that's something they need to, do you think that that helps them to step into their power more eventually? Do you think that that attracts more people that are in alignment with their true vision and helps people see that they're more real or more human or what, what's your viewpoint on that? I definitely think that it's a key component, especially if you're first starting out online. Um, the key is you like the, the thing is you don't need to be at this expert status, right? You're, if you're a coach, you're oftentimes just one step ahead of your ideal client. And so there's absolutely no shame. It's even good to show what you've been through for that client to resonate with you and be like, hey, that's exactly where I am now. And look at this woman, you know, she's actually pulled herself out of there and she's like working on, you know, on her own journey and she's like made it out of where I am now. That's very aspirational and that can build extreme trust with the person that's watching you. They need to feel that there's a human on the other end. Um, and I've been seeing really successful coaches that have like huge audiences online do that thing. So I feel like as new coaches, sometimes um, like they're reluctant to do that because they're like, well, no one will buy from me if they feel that I'm like struggling and I have, you know, I just have like a couple clients here and there and a small audience and I don't look, I don't appear super successful. So if I talk about, you know, what, what I'm doing wrong or like any kind of misstep or, you know, what I was struggling with, then I'll appear like even less successful, but take it from those, you know, the really successful people that are sharing those stories. And I mean, the people that I love um, the successful coaches that I look up to that I love to follow are the ones that, you know, will say like, okay, you know, going on live um, at 5 p.m. And then at 4 p.m. they hop on their story and they're like, you know what, guys, I need a self-care day today. So I know I promised you a live, but I will be showing up tomorrow. I promise. Um, you know, I've, I'm just dealing with this and that, and they're just very open about it. And that is amazing to me those people get so much respect um, and so much support from their community too, right? Like you will be um, called to reach out to that person and say like, feel better. You know, I totally understand because I also live with anxiety or I also have, you know, went through that uh, last week or, you know, whatever it might be. So it builds so much connection with your audience and makes you like a relatable human. That's what we need. We're in the age of like that digital era where we, you know, we don't view our potential clients, our audience. We don't view them as actual humans on the other side. Right. We just see like, you know, the potential to like make money, um, buy my product or like buy my service, buy my course. But there's like actual humans on the other side that are going through their own stuff. So I'm putting a course out there, membership site, and it's huge with overcoming visibility. I'm like, what if nobody buys this? What if, 
no one wants to be involved in all this tremendous like this pouring in of all this love and support we pour into our programs or online memberships sites or for our clients even and we've we've seen that that comes up for our clients it came up for me personally too when we were launching the empire life female founders club it was like what if none of these women want to be there and then we started we had people enroll even before we talked about it and that first person i feel like the first person enrolling then solidifies okay people want to be here and then it starts to ball rolling though that is we often don't realize the other side like you said of okay well this person has this huge membership portal for these people we don't see the personal work that they needed to overcome to be able to show up and hold that them holding the container for all those people growing is huge and expansive and takes so so much personal development and growth from them because they need to be like you said slightly bigger in order to hold those people and as they get more people slightly expand expand a little bit more expand a little bit more uh, it's incredible yeah so the way to see it is that the person that is um that has that membership you know like when you started enrolling people in your membership, you, every time a new person hops in, you're expanding your comfort zone every single time, right? You're, mm-hmm. there's more and more discomfort about like around scaling, but you also need to realize that the person that's joining your membership has just expanded their own comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, by investing in themselves. So be seeing it that way will change our perspective about like how we show up to our audience and what we share. It's so important to be able to relate and say like, you know, I don't know if you follow Angie Lee. Um, Mm -hmm. So right. She's like huge on Instagram and she's such an amazing woman. I mean, I'm very inspired by her. And so she was saying after she did pace to be brave um, this fall, or I think it was in September um, in San Diego, um she like came home and she had this huge like existential crisis where she was like what do i do now like people are going to see me as a failure because what's my next big project i don't even know what it is mm. and that really like to me that was inspirational because it made me realize that at every single stage of business um, we can experience that. So why not share it? Right? Like, that's just the truth of being an entrepreneur. (laughs) That is just, you know, our daily life is that questioning and that self doubt of that will creep up on us, you know, when we least expect it, (laughs) even at our most successful, right? Um, so it's totally, it's great to share actually. (laughs) It is great. Yeah, she helped me to be more comfortable with like, it's okay to go to bed early. It's okay to be tired. (laughs) And I won, uh, somehow I won like a baby grandma cup from her group at one point. And so we were, we were talking like her and I were, were talking and that was right after, or we do talk sometimes. And that was after her pays to be brave, um, conference. And she was saying the first one, I think a few years ago or two years ago, she was saying that she was like hung, you know, having emotional hangover. And I was like, yeah, I've felt that before when we have live events 
I uh, plan the whole night to kind of not to kind of be turned off because you can have a emotional hangover. And I like how you brought up the existential crisis, so to speak, of well, what do I do now? I was going, going, going with all of these tasks related to this event, and now what? Yeah. And you want to be happy and elated for some reason. So the very first event we had. I didn't quite understand that emotional uh, outpour that I would have. Like I got home and I cried for like three hours. Just, uh, I couldn't like nonstop. Just like a purging of that I had taken on everybody's energy at the event. I had been given so I had given everything I had emotionally to the people there, and I wasn't prepared. I didn't know uh, how to handle that and and I talked with um, my mentor the next I think it was in the next two days and they were like yeah that's totally normal to have after you have your first live event that you gave your all and you and then I started hearing it from other uh, female entrepreneurs that I was like out for a week or then Angie confirmed it to me. I think I'm going to just turn off everything for this week because I'm um, like, I, you probably won't hear from me for a week, something like that. And giving her that space, giving herself, allowing herself the space to heal and yeah. being vulnerable to tell other people that. And then seeing other people on social media or other female founder friends telling me that I'm, I just feel hungover, even though I didn't drink any alcohol. So that's what really comes to mind of the feeling emotional, sensitive. Um, I also took a picture of myself with a face mask and laying down like deep, deep breathing and posted that after one of my events. And I said, I'm really struggling that I feel like I just like I'm useless today. <laughs> like I can't do anything. All I can do is lay on the floor and breathe really all that's all I got and so so much support flew in on that post of like how vulnerable it was and how like yeah I felt like that after I had an event I felt like that after my retreat I, I you probably gave it your all and I do I do really that came up for me like you were saying with Angie I do really uh, relate to to her being vulnerable and that's a huge reason why so much of her audience comes back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, you know, you, you felt like it gave you related to her baby grandma um, thing. And I, I feel like when we do share those things, it's also giving that permission to our audience to feel the same way that it's, it's totally okay. And it's normal. <laughs> so, you know, you're not, weird you're not not going to succeed because you're feeling these things um or because you're not working you know on your business from 5 a.m to 10 p.m like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the sharing that part of your life is just as important it's just as valuable because you're taking care of like the mental like that emotional part um it's more of like that mindset work. And then you can, you know, also share some great valuable, valuable tips and like actionable um, strategies that your clients can implement 
but sharing that daily life is definitely a key component of like bringing your community together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one more, one more thing I wanted to cover that it keeps coming up for me as we're talking is how differentiating being a female entrepreneur or founder that this topic can come up of, I don't feel like it's resonating for me to keep working from 5am to 10pm. I don't feel resonating when I hear the hustle mindset. And I've heard other uh, male founders, which not to knock them for saying this, but to say something along the lines of you just do it, you just suck it up and you just do it. You just go, you just go through the pain. And that's while sometimes, yes, we need to, we need, there's a differentiation between, okay, this is, this is my comfort zone and I need, it's okay for me to feel uncomfortable and I'm going to breathe into it. There's a huge difference between that and I'm overly, I'm overly exhausted and I'm not showing up in the way that I know that I can show up and, and I'm still going to keep going no matter what. I'm going to force this to happen. Nothing I feel like ever comes that's great from, from the word force, from forcing it. And how, how would you guide or what's your opinion or how would you guide your client through that? Because I, I do see there's still predominantly this, um, I would call it even toxic masculinity, the toxic masculine vibe that we get in business or marketing and also even software sometimes that let's, let's keep going. Let's push through the pain. Let's just do it. Let's force this. What's your opinion about that? Definitely disagree with that a hundred percent. Um, so I like to, I mean, my, um, company is holistic hustle. So, Yes, there's work involved, so there's definitely some hustle, but you got to take into account every single aspect, right? It's not just about doing that work. And so I love the, I mean, I think what's great about being a woman is that we have this ability where we can come and balance both energies of, you know, the both the masculine and the feminine energies to really achieve like something that's so great. Um, And even within marketing, it's possible to balance both these energies. And I think that um, that gives us like a great advantage in connecting to our audience in a very special way. So um, like I was when I, when I did, I'm coming back to that talk about like goal setting. Um, I, what I did, I, like I did a, an exercise with them where you want to set a goal that feels like you're reaching just enough out of your comfort zone, but that you still feel is achievable. So if you're setting a goal that it's, you know, yes, it's a grand big goal. You're, you know, aiming for the moon, um, because that's what you see other people doing online. Um, so if let's say, you know, you want to make six figures this year, but you're currently not even making three to five K a month with your business because you know, you're new in business and you're just, you're trying to take it full time. Um, then, you know, aim away from that six figures that will, that will stop you more than anything else, because it'll make you anxious that you're not getting there fast enough. And, you know, things aren't working, you're not reaching those milestones the way that you thought. Um, and then that just will paralyze you. So just ground yourself 
you know, sit down with your thoughts, move like all distractions away and really visualize that goal. If it's a financial goal, for example, you know, visualize that number in your bank account and really sit with it. How does it make you feel? Where are you? Who are you working with? What are you working on? In the, in the beginning, you might feel this like excitement and you might feel elated, but you'll hear that little voice that's telling you like, okay, no, that, that's way too much work. That's not for me. Or she can achieve that. I can't achieve that. Listen to that voice. That voice is not your enemy. So you need to learn to work with that little voice because that's your intuition. It's there to protect you. And so by setting goals that are just like a little bit outside of your reach, you're also training that voice that it's okay and it's safe. Once you do reach those goals, then you're like, wow, okay, so that was really worth it. I stepped outside of my comfort zone a little bit. I did push myself, but not to an extreme. I was still able to respect how I was feeling in the moment and take that time. Um, because if you're setting something like a huge goal and then you will have to work from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., right? But you don't want to do that. Um, you want to preserve and protect your energy. So I think that being learning to be in tune with that little voice and making it your friend, acknowledging what it's telling you. Um, that can take some time because we're, you know, like I said before in that, in this digital era where we are so disconnected, but taking that time to reconnect and, um, with our intuition is like the best thing that you can do to run. All right, so to recap, when you are setting goals, um, take that moment to really sit with it and visualize it, see how it feels. Um, and if you do feel that like excitement and elation in the beginning, um, listen for that little voice that's telling you if, you know, if that's too much of a reach for you, um, or if you feel unworthy, or, you know, that tuning into that intuition to that little voice and making it your friend acknowledging when it does speak to you will allow you to actually set goals that are within your reach even though they might be slightly outside of your comfort zone um, but that's what will help you grow and every time that you reach those milestones and that you actually achieve what you set out um, you'll teach yourself that it's safer and safer to actually like step outside of your comfort zone and that it's okay to reach um, for something that might feel a little bit, you know, out of, out of reach in the moment. Um, but will also allow you to take that time that you need for yourself. Um, because yeah, if you're setting goals that are like so, so huge, um, and you do need to work from 5am to 5pm to 10pm every day, um, <laughs> that's not a sustainable way to work. So I think that's, that's the biggest takeaway that, um, the thing that I learned that really helped me show up on a consistent basis and not, you know, stretch myself too thin and then have to take a whole week off. Although that does happen, like we were saying before, when you do have like a, a special event, um, but in your daily life, it should be a lot more balanced. Mm-hmm. 
I completely agree and resonate with that. And thank you so much, Eliane, for being here with us and sharing all of your wisdom and your heart-centered strategies and tips for us to continue to expand in our businesses. And for you guys listening, you can contact her more at holistichustle.co. And what also is your Instagram, Eliane? Oh, yes, that is my Instagram. Oh, that's your Instagram too. Okay. Yeah, I pretty much live on Instagram. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I have trainings um, every couple of days. I post a new training um, and I go live with some tips, you know, on how to do that, how to protect your energy, but also market yourself in a way that feels authentic um, and aligned with your values. So, Hope to see you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs>